I don't care if they remember me. Only Jesus. This is Dreamwalker 1960. As a reminder, you can read all the transcripts of my podcast at dreamwalker1960.com. You can use most podcast platforms if you wish to listen. All you need to do is do a search for Dreamwalker 1960. A few weeks back, I did a podcast about the laws within the Bible. In that study, I showed mostly from Jesus Christ himself that we are still to follow those laws within the Bible that pass the litmus test of the great commandments, that being Matthew 22, 37-40. Jesus replied, You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. A second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. The entire law and all the demands of the prophets are based on these two commandments. Today I turn to Paul's first letter to Timothy and how the Lord Jesus Christ impressed upon him how to see the laws of Exodus, Deuteronomy, and Leviticus. 1 Timothy 1, 3-11 When I left from Macedonia, I urged you to stay there in Ephesus and stop those whose teaching is contrary to the truth. Don't let them waste the times in endless discussion of myths and spiritual pedigrees. These things lead to meaningless speculation, which doesn't help people live a life of faith in God. The purpose of my instruction is that all believers would be filled with love that comes from a pure heart, a clean conscience, and genuine faith. But some people have missed the whole point. They have turned away from these things and spent their time in meaningless discussions. They want to be known as teachers of the laws of Moses, but they don't know what they are talking about, even though they speak so confidently. We know that the law is good when used correctly. For the law was not intended for people who do what is right. It is for those who are lawless and rebellious, who are ungodly and sinful, who consider themselves sacred and defile what is holy, who kill their father or mother or commit other murders. The law is for people who are sexually immoral or who practice homosexuality or are slave traders, liars, promise breakers, or who do anything else that contradicts the wholesome teaching that comes from the glorious good news entrusted to me by our blessed God. This is the foundation of the laws that govern nations in Europe and the Americas, as well as some parts of Asia, in addition, Australia. As we all know, though, all the laws that should have been carried forward into the state laws did not make the cut. It took centuries for slavery to be ended, yet it should have been one of the first things to die out. Why? Because of those that falsely taught the Bible. As the first chapter of 1 Timothy concludes, Paul names two people that had accepted Jesus Christ as their Savior and had also been filled with the Holy Spirit. However, Paul states that he cut them out of the Church of Christ. 1 Timothy Chapter 1, 18-20 Timothy, my son, here are my instructions for you, based on the prophetic words spoken about you earlier. May they help you fight well in the Lord's battles. Cling to the faith in Christ and keep your conscience clear. For some people have deliberately violated their consciences. As a result, 
their faith has been shipwrecked. Hominius and Alexander are two examples. I threw them out and handed them over to Satan so they might learn not to blaspheme God. Throughout this letter we are instructed in how those that seek to follow Jesus Christ should live and behave. Be they a leader in the church or a deacon, it is how all should seek to live their lives if they call themselves quote-unquote Christian. In the fourth chapter, it speaks of the end times and how many that believe they are quote-unquote Christians will act. 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1-5 through 5. Now the Holy Spirit tells us clearly that in the last times some will turn away from the true faith. They will follow deceptive spirits and teachings that come from demons. These people are hypocrites and liars, and their consciences are dead. They will say it is wrong to be married and wrong to eat certain foods, but God created those foods to be eaten with thanks by faithful people who know the truth. Since everything God created is good, we should not reject any of it, but receive it with thanks, for all know it is made acceptable by the word of God and prayer. They will turn away from the true faith. This means they knew the true faith. Marriage is on the decrease in the world today, and there are those that say we are not eating certain foods, vegetarians, vegans, as well as those that say we must only eat organic foods. Then there are those into physical fitness. Paul wrote this, 1 Timothy 4, verse 8. Physical training is good, but training for godliness is much better, promising benefits in this life and in the life to come. This is why it is so important not to just read the Bible, but study it. Never take any human's word about what is in the Bible. I include myself in this statement, for all humans are flawed and able to sin and make mistakes, even in the understanding of the scripture. That is why all must approach to seek the true knowledge of God with the help of the Holy Spirit, who will grant discernment for those that diligently seek the truth of the Bible by praying and studying of the Bible and to verify what they hear from mouths of humans. 1 Thessalonians 5.21 But test everything that is said. Hold on to what is good. In the last verse of chapter 4, Paul tells this to Timothy. 1 Timothy 4, verse 16 Keep a close watch on how you live and on your teaching. Stay true to what is right for the sake of your own salvation and the salvation of those who hear you. How can you stay true to what is right? The answer is simple, attempting to live our lives as Jesus Christ instructed. Matthew 6, 19-34 Don't store up treasures here on earth where moths eat them and rust destroys them, and where thieves break in and steal. Store up your treasures in heaven where moths and rust cannot destroy and thieves do not break in and steal. Wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will be also. Your heart is like a lamp that provides light for the, your body. When your eye is healthy, your whole body is filled with light, but when your eye is unhealthy, 
your whole body is filled with darkness. And if the light you think is actually darkness, how deep that darkness is. No one can serve two masters, for you must hate one and love the other. You must be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and be enslaved to money. That is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life, whether you have enough food and drink or enough clothes to wear. Isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? Look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store up food in barns, for your heavenly Father feeds them. And aren't you far more valuable to him than they are? Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? And why worry about your clothing? Look at the lilies in the field and how they grow. They don't work or make their clothing. Yet Solomon, in all his glory, was not dressed as beautiful as they. And if God cares so wonderfully for wildflowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. Why do you have so little faith? So don't worry about those things, saying, What will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. But your Heavenly Father already knows all your needs. Seek the kingdom of God before all else and live righteously, and He will give you everything you need. So don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. Do not seek after the world and all it offers. Do not seek wealth or a fancy home. Do not seek after the latest fashion nor those that celebrate or flaunt their worldly standing. Again, study the Bible and seek to live a righteous and holy life. This echoed in chapter 5 of 1 Timothy. Yet we must approach the fifth chapter with understanding of the world in which they lived within at that time. A prime example, 1 Timothy 5.23 Don't drink only water. You ought to drink a little wine for the sake of your stomach, because you are sick so often. Water was not purified at that time. So this was to prevent dysentery and other illnesses that could be conveyed through unclean water. This is why you studying the Word of God is so important. In the last chapter of this first letter to Timothy, Paul points out those that have turned their backs upon their salvation and seek only to please themselves and their worldly desires. He states that they will quibble and argue that the very word of the Bible, which is again why it is so important that each and every person come to study the scriptures for themselves. 2 Timothy 3, 16-17 All scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. God bless. Make it count, leave a mark, build a name for yourself. Dream your dreams, chase your heart above all else. Make a name the world remembers. But all an empty world can sell his empty dreams. I got lost in the light, but it was up to me.